and it's episode 91 here of the Cherokee Rewind. We thank you so much for hanging out with us. You know my name, it's Mick. We appreciate it, and uh, we love having you hang out with us. Don't forget to subscribe to each and every new edition, or I should say subscribe, and each and every new edition that drops, you'll be notified. So be sure to do that, whatever platform you use, whether it's uh, iHeart, TuneIn, Amazon, Google, you name it, Spotify, you know, just uh, subscribe and put in Cherokee Rewind and they'll let you know. Well, hey, we appreciate you hanging out with us here this edition. We're going to go back a little over a decade. Uh, we're going to go back to the 2009-2010 season and we're going to talk to a North Carolinian. And this guy has been from down there, born and raised, and uh, is back there now again. A guy goes by the name of and I always used to butcher his name when he played here in Toledo. And uh, his name is uh, Tony Exculness. I'll get it right eventually. But uh, there you go. I got it. You know, I was surprised. But back in the day, Tony, uh, first of all, welcome. And thanks for doing this. And Yes, thanks. Hey, my pleasure. And one of the things, Tony, I always do is I try to remember your number because I do this from memory. I don't go cheating and looking it up and trying to get all these, you know, all the all the whatever on you. I try to just uh, do it from memory because it makes it more fun and challenging that way. Um, but I, I cannot remember your number for the life of me. I'm going to take a guess and say. Twenty twenty. Close. It was 29 for some reason. I think uh, number nine was taken, my normal, uh, by Frank, uh, our captain, Mattyock. Um, yeah, for some reason, I got stuck with 29. I thought, <laughs> wasn't Maddie 10? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, Frank was 10. Yep. Uh, Frank was 10. Someone had nine. Well, someone had nine, I'm sure, because that yeah. that's usually a, one of the first to go. Um, but, yeah, we had, uh, trying to think here, we had, we had, I had so much fun that year because uh, it was, uh, I mean, Dunk was coaching at that time, right, Ian Duncan? Yep, yep. He was a uh, he was a fireball of a coach. Uh, I'd never seen so much passion. Um, afraid for the guys getting yelled at, but yeah, he he actually liked me, so I got along with them real well. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's. Uh... Oof. I, I, I got to get dunk on one of these and he'll, and he'll do it. He's already told me he would. It's, it's, it's fun. And, uh, I still keep in touch with him and stuff. So he's, he's a good guy. Uh, love him to death. Um, now I want to talk first though, about you, uh, as far as, uh, you know, first off, I, it's a skullness, right? A skullness. Is that how you pronounce it? Yep. Yep, a skullness. Yep. Okay. I always for I mean the I could never pronounce it, and then I went. You know how I mean? I know it's just, of course, it's a fable that hockey players and hockey people are are notoriously superstitious. Heh. Anyway, um, the I I remember one time you had like a multi goal game or something, and I had mispronounced your name. And when I mispronounced your name, you you had like a multi-point game. And I kept pronouncing it the same way. And you were doing, and you kept, you were, you were on a streak. You were doing really well. And so I just kept mispronouncing it on purpose. And I'll take it. I'll yeah, take it. exactly. <laughs> and I think I was calling you Oxalanus 
because I, I could yeah. never pronounce it. So I just said Oxalanus. And you, like I said, you went on a multi-point game, uh, several multi-point games. And so you, I just kept saying it that way. And even your dad, I'm, when he came, I'm sorry, yeah. go ahead. No, I'm sure you're driving my family crazy because uh, they were they were listening into a lot of the games. They were probably going crazy. Be like, that's not how you say it. Yep, exactly. <laughs> and and even your dad, when he came up and would watch, he would he would come over to me. And I'm like going, how do you, I? He's I go, I don't even know how to say it. I'm not even going to try, you know. And he <laughs> just looked at me. He goes, it's all right. He goes, as long as he's as, he goes, as long as Tony's doing good, you can say it however you want. <laughs> so. <laughs> So we had a ball with that, but uh, I really love your dad. He's just, he's, I'm, I still every now and then hear from him and he is just, a, a, like I said, just a really cool guy and I really enjoy it. Uh, t t you know, yeah, he, from him. He's a great coach. He, he coached me um, most of my life and uh, you know, a lot of my friends that I'm still in touch with have, have all played for him at, at one point and they still call him coach. So He'll, he'll always be coach, and uh, he was a big part of my life uh, for hockey growing up. Well, let's talk about that here for a little bit. Uh, talk about, you know, obviously being from North Carolina, uh, what was the hockey scene like there? I mean, as far as, you know, we know, you know, about the passion that for that the people have for the Canes, but mm -hmm. I, I'm, I just mean from a standpoint of amateur hockey, you know, from the little, yeah. playing as little guys. Yeah, Char Charlotte's not as big uh, with hockey as Raleigh, where where the Hurricanes are. They got about five uh, rinks over there. In Charlotte, there's only two. Um, so I played in the Junior Checkers organization um, back in the, in early early high school. Um, I had to make a move to uh, to prep school to really take hockey seriously because it when, once you get to you know 15 or 16 um, in the South for hockey. Uh, interest level kind of drops off right so i, I went up to michigan uh, for prep school for my last two years of high school uh at st mary's in orchard lake and then stayed up there for college as well um so you know kind of made the move up north uh, my extended family's from michigan so i was going up there in the summers anyway and, and doing some hockey camps so um kind of took my my uh career track that way so now when you played up there, it, you know, you played at St. Mary's. Um, were you, what other, what schools were you looking at? I mean, were there, was there anybody looking at you? Yeah, um, I actually got recruited to Adrian um, from one of my playoff games. Uh, the coach came and talked to me. They were starting uh, a new hockey program my, my freshman year. So they were just building a rink and uh, they were gonna have uh, three different men's teams. Um, two club and an NCAA. And uh, I was looking at some other schools out um, in New England. I was looking at Babson, Middlebury, uh, Trinity, um, and uh, was applying to Notre Dame. So um, I, I kind of decided not to go the junior route. I went right to college and then uh, ended up playing for Toledo while I was going to college, um, which uh, wasn't too far from, from there, about uh, 35 minutes or so. Okay. So now, how old were you when you first started playing, you know, uh, organized? Uh, four. Holy cow. So yeah. you 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 were good you were a good northern kid playing in the south. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> now where I mean you so you play in Charlotte. Uh, did you I mean were there a lot of kids out there when you played when you were little? 
Yeah, we had uh, we just had. I think it was only one travel team, um, but you know we we traveled around. We played teams like Atlanta Fire. Um, went played the uh, East Coast Eagles. Um, some teams out of Wilmington, uh, Virginia. Um, yeah, it was it was okay. You know, it was pretty good hockey. We had a lot of fun. Those were pro- those were the glory years. You know, and staying in hotels. You know. It was, it was great. Yeah. That, it, uh, did you have to take a turn playing goal? Uh, no, no. But my, my older brother was our goalie. And uh, then my younger brother was a goalie for a short time. Um, but no, I ne- never played goal. <laughs> Thank God. Did you ever have to go back on defense? Uh, uh, here and there um, for the power plays on and off. But you were always primarily a, a, a guy up front. Yeah, I was typically a center. Actually, on Toledo, Duncan had me playing the point on the power play a lot. And then um, I think I played defense maybe one or two games. Um, but, yeah, I'm not I'm not really comfortable <laughs> doing all the backwards skating. It's not for me. <laughs> so uh, uh, so now when you were younger, who do, do you remember any of your coaches from when you were a little guy growing up? Yeah. Um, yeah, I had some interesting, uh, interesting coaches. Um, my, my dad was my coach for, for a while. Um, but there were, you know, I had a brother that was a year older. So, uh, sometimes I had a different coach, um, in the lag years and, uh, yeah, I had some characters, but I gotta say Duncan, uh, most passionate, uh, coach I've, I've ever played for. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'd say that, I don't know. I've got, I mean, I've got the benefit also too of being old and having seen, you know, a lot of these guys and, and yeah, he is, he is definitely uh, one of the more passionate guys I've come across. Although I've, I've caught, come across some very, just very different. They're all very different of the coaches that I've worked with in Toledo with the Cherokee, uh, you know, whether it was Chris Varga, Scott Searing, Todd Omi, uh, I mean, you know, even, you know, the uh, associate coaches, you know, um, you know, I mean, Kenny Miller now with who's the head coach there now and Todd Omi working with him along with Nick signs. Uh, and you've got um, back in the day when it was dunk, it was, was that with uh, Chris Tarsha? Yep. Tarsh. Yeah. Tarsh was there. Um, and of course, Jay was our, uh, our, our manager. Equipment manager. Man- yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's the man. Yep, man. Yeah, Moe's Moe's the man, no question about it. He is. But um I'm trying to think here. Uh now was uh the year that you played was Dixie with us or was that after? I don't remember uh he, a Dixie. No, no, then he, it was it was uh he was before you. Uh Steve Dickinson okay. and uh was his name. And he's okay. a, he's a, he's a cool guy. I like, I like Dixie. He, and he's real tight with Duncan and stuff. And uh, yeah, the, he got some crazy stories with him. Uh, hope to do a podcast with him someday. That'd be fun. But um, anyway, I, uh, matter of fact, the last time I seen him, I hadn't seen him since those days, but then I came across him uh, a couple years ago when, uh, when, when, uh, Z or uh, Mo Jay Fravor, our equipment manager. His son graduated from high school, and okay. is, and he is now doing uh, the the play by play. He took my job because uh, I retired, 
and uh, he he took over uh, doing play by play for the Cherokee and is doing a bang up job. So uh, it's great. To I'm see. sure he does a great job. I mean, you know, if anyone can know all the players and uh, you know get a feel for the team and and uh, be passionate about it, it's it's Mo for sure. That's that's a great role for him. Yeah, well, you know, be uh, well for his son. I'm saying, uh, his son is the one that does it and uh, does the play by play. Oh, Mo, oh. Mo's still the equipment manager. He's still, oh, he's, still okay. plug, he's still plugging in there, man. Driving everyone, you know, crazy and laughing. When, you know, always with the pranks and the practical jokes. You know, Mo. Anyway, uh, he rouses the team up. Yes, <laughs> yes, this is true. That's what that's what we love about him. Um, and it's I. Uh, Anyway, so, uh, you know, I was just trying to think of the different guys back then, but we'll get to that here in just a minute. I still want to talk about a little bit of your history here before you got to Toledo. And one of the things I wanted to ask you, too, was uh, you pretty much out of the shoot had to play travel primarily because there weren't enough teams in the area you lived in? Yeah, yeah. Definitely uh, had to had to travel to play some good competition. It just wasn't uh, wasn't too big in in Charlotte. So now, uh, I mean, how, did that impact you as far as you know trying to go to school as a kid, doing homework? I mean, I'm sure you probably had to do homework in the car sometimes. Oh yeah, yeah. We miss school all the time. Uh, hockey, you know, we were married to hockey. School was just a distraction. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I have to remember that. <laughs> Married to hockey. School was just a yep. distraction. I love it. Oh man, I can hear some teachers right now going, wait a minute. <laughs> my mom's going right now. <laughs> oh Lord. Oh man. But so so now uh you you grow up playing and you played for your dad a lot. Uh I mean how what was it like when did he turn off the coach and was just dad was there any time he ever did that or did you guys kind of blur that line yeah uh yeah definitely it was uh i i feel like he knew he knew how to to get me ready for games and um he might have he i think he figured out that i played better if i was challenged right so he liked to pick at me a little bit in the beginning of games and, and get me fired up and then I'd play better. Um, and then outside the rink, you know, he wouldn't, wouldn't be picking on me too much. So, um, yeah, there was an on and off kind of uh, tempo with it. Okay. Um, so, uh, I mean, as far as uh, for you, who, I mean, growing up, uh, what, what, who sparked your interest in hockey? Was it your dad? Uh, what was it that got you like real interested and fired up about it? I, I so we started playing in the mid '90s when uh, when the Mighty Ducks came out. So I think that was <laughs> that was big in uh, getting my my dad grew up playing in in Detroit and hadn't played in a long time until that movie came out. And then my me and my older brother were about four and five, and he, he, we went and saw that movie and got hockey gear and started playing right right then and there wow <laughs> wow so like that, i'm sure a lot of kids did back then but i mean the thing is is that 
you know, all these years later, you know, that's not, it's not as influential as it used to be. But I mean, with the reboot, they had the recent reboot with Disney. Um, Yeah. Have you watched it? Yeah, I, I've watched it with my uh, my two year old son, uh, whose name is Easton. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, I wonder what, where that came from. Hmm. I already I already got him skating at uh, at one years old. He was he was skating with me. We got him little skates, and we're, we're trying it. Never never too early. <laughs> <laughs> and so and so and so, uh, his mom is probably going, oh boy. <laughs> She knows she knows yep that's right it's all about skating anyhow uh so now you know the, obviously with those influences who were the who were the players and the teams that you grew up uh idolizing or or wanting to be like yeah uh definitely the red wings uh, my extended family's from michigan and uh was always a wings fan um man did they have a a uh a scary team in the uh, late nineties, early two thousands with those, those Russian players and uh, all, all the veterans that kind of floated over to uh, the Red Wings towards the end of their career. They were just a powerhouse. So looked up to a lot of those guys. Um, and then, you know, during uh, high school and, and college, I got to go see, you know, Zetterberg and Lindstrom and, and Datsuk and got to go see some games uh, there in Michigan. So always, always have looked up to that organization. Okay. You know, I know it's tough right now because I'm also a Red Wing fan growing up and have uh-huh. always been. And even with even now during the tough times, it's like, okay, in Stevie Y we trust. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go that route, you know, and, and just hope for the best. Expect he just brought hope a, for the best. He just got a Nick Letty for us. Yeah, things, from the things... Islanders. That's gonna be a big help. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, you and me both. So now, uh, so now, how old were you when you finally, uh, you, you said, you know what, I'm going to go give this a whirl up in Michigan, and uh, I w- I'm going to get serious about this. How old were you when you did made that choice? I was 15, and um, I was kind of begging my parents to, uh, to send me up to prep school to, you know, to start taking hockey seriously, and had to learn how to do my own laundry and, and take care of myself, but um, it was a it was a great experience. Uh, my little brother actually uh, he ended up going to the same prep school. He's about six years younger. Uh, he went up at fourteen uh, as a freshman and, and moved you know moved away from home pretty pretty young. So um, really, uh, yeah, I really like enjoyed that that time of uh, of life and and getting out and, and just skating every day and and you know being in the thick of it up in michigan wow so uh did were, did you have any nerves at all when you first walked in there and it was like holy cow you know it's i mean you're I oh, know yeah. you're used to your family but i mean like going to school and meeting these people and saying hey wait a minute you know this isn't like home yeah yeah i went i went from public high school to uh all boys catholic school wearing a tie every day so it was quite a shock um and I, of course, I rode the pine my junior year uh, on the fourth line there, but um, practiced hard and learned a lot from the guys. We actually had Jeff Petrie on our team uh, there at St. Mary's, and he he uh, he made it out of there uh, into juniors and uh, off to Michigan State, and now on uh, onto Montreal. And it's great, great watching him and kind of remembering uh, skating with him there. 
did he ever give you any crap or treat you like you know hey hey you're you're a pine a pine rider so oh no he was getting benched too he wasn't that good <laughs> <laughs> he was just tall he was tall and lanky <laughs> oh man so uh, how big of it how long did it take you to get adjusted to life in private school versus what you were back home yeah um it was a steep learning curve um yeah i mean that whole year i i uh just i had to get in a new groove of just going back to my dorm get my homework done you know going to the team workouts and get on the ice it was it was a whole system uh, it kind of flew by because i was so busy there but um a lot a lot of fun but uh okay so were the teams any good yeah, we, we won the state championship my senior year um, at Michigan. Yep, we, we got we got the ship uh, and, and moved up to Division One um, after my junior year uh, from D3, even though we were a really small school and ended up winning it. And then I, I played with some of the guys I played against um, in high school uh, at Adrian the next year. And uh, there was a little feud on campus uh, you know that first year walking by those guys we, we all hated each other but ended up being really good friends on, on the same team uh, my freshman year wow so the, let's backtrack a second here i want to talk about this championship team um <laughs> what uh what was it like for you as far as um you know your role what what changed when you went into senior year besides the fact that you guys jumped up to d1 um what was it that changed for you as far as your role on that team? Yeah, um, so I, you know, I got a, a full-time personal trainer that summer, and I was not going to, you know, be the guy sitting on the bench uh, my senior year. So I worked my tail off, uh, off the ice, and then had, uh, had power skaters on the, uh, power skating trainers on the ice, worked on my game, uh, got got tons of ice time and then went into that year, uh, you know, playing on the first and second line and um, uh, just continue to work my tail off and, and kind of be a leader on the team and ended up uh, get, getting recruited to Adrian uh, by the end of the year. Holy smokes. Now, was that Dan Phelps that was uh, there at Adrian? Uh, yeah. So he was, he was the coach, uh, my sophomore year, my, my first year there, we had a coach from, um, who had gone, uh, I forget the school he's from, he's from new England, uh, fiery short guy, uh, with a heck of a passion. Um, he's, he's the one that actually recruited me out of high school. And then, and then Dan Phelps took over uh, a year after that. Okay. So uh, tell me, what was uh, what was that uh, transition like as far as go? I mean, it was probably easier for you to go from prep school to college than it was from high school to prep school because uh, the fact that you're on your own, you're used to doing, you've got that your own, you're, you got to cover your own responsibilities, uh, you know, be responsible for the choices you make, etc. That probably was probably I would think an easier transition. Yeah, yeah, I felt like college might have might have been even a little bit easier than uh, than prep school. You know, we, we had to go to church twice a week and wear a tie every day and have lights out, you know, at a certain time at night in the dorms. And then 
getting to college is kind of like free reign and uh, <laughs> got, to, got to have a little bit more fun. But, um, you know, the hockey was just as serious. So we had practice every morning. Uh, we had a rink on campus and, um, yeah, had had uh, some long seasons there. And, uh, man, is Michigan cold. I, Adrian is kind of about 45 minutes south of uh, Ann Arbor. And so it's the middle, middle of uh, farmland. And the wind you get in the in the – the chill, uh, it just freeze you walking to the rink in the morning. It was pretty painful. Yeah, it's southwest of Van Arbor. You're right. It's 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 usually out there, man. It's tumbleweeds, but mm-hmm. it's it's yeah. it's cold. Yeah, it gets cold and and the and storms that miss us hit there. <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. But uh, so now you're in you're in Adrian. Um, was it a, you know, was it a, uh, tell me about the, how the, uh, you, you said there were three teams they were establishing there. Uh, which team did you end Yeah, up they, uh, actually, by the time I graduated, we had five men's teams. And Holy the cow. school, yeah, the school wasn't even that big. We were about four, 1,400 kids. And so it was very much a hockey school. And there, there were, there was even two women's hockey teams and then two synchronized skating teams. So it was, kind of like the whole school lived at the rink and uh, <laughs> actually my, my wife uh, I went to college with my wife she was the captain of the synchro team so she's at the rink all the time uh practicing before us and um yeah I, I oh so, so you I, got to practice early so you could uh scope out the future Mrs. Ox- Ascalnas huh that's right you get to get to watch the synchro synchronized skaters in their dresses first thing in the morning <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you dirty old man, you. Anyway. Keep your stick a little bit longer. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, As long as you didn't do any of the synchronized moves. Anyway. uh, (laughs) uh, um, So, like, now there's several teams there. Okay, when you first get there, uh, what, I mean, were you, did you, were you anxious to try and maybe try your luck at, at, besides the club team yeah yeah so uh, i had i had gone right to college so i was younger i was 18 and uh a lot of the guys in the ncaa team you know they had been through you know two or three years at juniors and then a few years at, at other college programs that had transferred over so some of the guys we had uh tory krug's older brother adam krug was probably the best player in the school and i think he was 27 at the time and i was 18 so holy cow um, my freshman year, you know, I didn't even I didn't even try out, but uh, I did I did try out for the next uh, three years. And um, what happened was the the coach at Adrian for the club team um, was kind of in a feud with the coach for NCAA, and any players that he had that tried out for NCAA got blacklisted, and and that's how I ended up at Toledo. Is um, you know tried out. Uh, got got kind of pushed out with these recruits they brought in from from all the, over the country and then the the club coach was uh pretty pretty uh upset that I had tried out and, and betrayed his team even though it's at the same school so uh, that's where Toledo came into play as a another option for me to play at there were some guys at my school already playing on the team so had some rides to practice and um it was a it was actually a great choice i i loved playing at, at Toledo so tell me, did you get uh, did you get recruited by Dunk, or did you just go to a tryout? 
Um, I I just went to I went to a tryout. My um, I'd reached out to him and uh, skated with them before the in like early August uh, before my school year started, and then come October I uh, ended up you know going down there and playing on the team full uh, full time. So uh, tell me what that was like going into that locker room, uh, and you got yeah. Well, it was so I was pretty much the oldest guy on the team. Uh, I was 20, and you're only allowed like you know five uh, 20 year olds. So they had to cut one of their really good goalies to get me on the team. So already the guys didn't like me as soon as I got in there. And um, was that Tony you know, P- uh, Petrowski or however you pronounce it? I think his name. We called him Ducky. Oh, that Brian yeah. Danzak. Okay, got it. Yep, called him. He, Duck. He's the guy. I unfortunately had to get, you know, traded or cut or moved uh, to make room for me on the team. Um, so came in, the guys already didn't like me a little bit, but um, broke the ice pretty quickly, you know, going into battle with the guys and, and being lighthearted off the ice and then hanging out with, uh, used to go to some house parties with, with Matty Ock and, um, and some of the other guys. So I got to know him real well and, uh, and then the season just took off. I think we molded really well. It was just good chemistry on that that team that year. Now, uh, I was trying to think uh, who some of the guys were that you played with. Who were your line mates when you got here? Oh man, uh, it is hard to remember their names. I can I could see their faces. Was Mike Baker uh, one of them? I, I'm actually looking at some of the pictures on your Facebook, and I, I recognize these guys. Uh, I want to say Ryan uh, with the beard. Um, Ryan Bond. Uh, yeah, and actually, Duncan had me playing the point a little bit, and um, like on special so, teams. Yep. Yep. Yeah, he had me float, floating all around. I didn't. I didn't really have regular line mates, um, but uh, yeah, some of the younger guys. Uh, we had some young kids in in high school, uh, still in high school on that team. Oh yeah. Uh, there was a redhead. I remember. Uh, oh, Chad Tickner, maybe. Yep. Yep. Tickner. Yeah, Tickner was hilarious. Uh, who else? Uh, I think uh, one of the one of the guys' name was uh, East. Uh, I called him Easton. I think. Uh, yeah. Well, John. I'm sorry. Who? John. Um, I want to say Easton. No, Chris uh, Easton was the player. We had a goaltender, John oh. Sitton. Yeah, Chris Easton was on the team. Um, let's see. Our goalie was Andrew Ponsler a little bit uh, from Adrian from my school, and then. Uh, yeah, Ryan Wysocki was on the team too. I'm trying to remember, um, there were several different guys um, that were. Oh gosh, man, that's so tough when you think about that year. I was thinking, uh, was that when was Adam Pagula on your team? I don't recognize that name. Uh, I do Golden remember Rock. I remember Rossman was on oh, the team. Oh, Cam Rossman. Yeah, okay. Now now yep. I got gotcha. you. Yep, and then we had uh, some uh, – let's see. There's some guys that went on to play. Um, 
uh, D three, I think, uh, this big guy named uh, Richmond. Right. Or oh, Richie played. Uh, yep. Yeah, Richie. I'm trying right. to remember where he played. He, he got injured though. He got hurt. Got his bell rung, and it ended up, you know, he couldn't play anymore. Um, oh man. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, he played at some small school that used to play against Adrian. I remember seeing him on campus like uh, a year or two after. Got got to say hi to him. I also got to say hi to uh, Ryan Wysocki. He's the uh, he's the strength coach for the Charlotte Checkers, the AHL team down here, and they they actually won the um, the championship. Calder. So he got yeah the Calder Cup. He got to get a ring on his finger. Saw saw some great pictures, um, but yeah, I got got to got to see him down in Charlotte uh, about maybe eight or nine years after we played together, which was which was cool. Wow, that is cool. Now I know um, I'm trying to think of who else. There's Cam Rossman. I'm trying to think. Was that like um I'm trying to remember if that was like guys like uh like uh, Joe Straczynski or Joey Breslin. Um no, those that wouldn't be them. Don't don't recognize their names. No, um no, you would know, you would know. Um it, like I said, the years run together for me. So they mm-hmm. they kinda, you know, you, you got over twenty years of names you're you know they you recognize the names you know the guys you just don't remember the years they played but uh um, yeah. oh gosh was uh patty smytash on your team no no okay um, i remember that year uh duncan's son brody was only like 14 years old but he did practice with us some um, on and off uh, mm-hmm. he was pretty young um yeah yeah he was a scrapper you know he was always a scrapper still is yeah. he's playing in the minors now and uh and the, he's still he's still a scrapper and just uh just loves to get under people's skin be aggressive play physical and uh yeah that's that's brody still is <laughs> but um now I feel like the love pot <laughs> yeah <clears throat> yeah pot yeah doesn't uh, <laughs> apple doesn't fall far from the tree but yep. uh i'm trying to remember is it was uh now Mike Baker was on your team, right? Yeah, uh, Baker. Yep. Let's see who else. Because uh, Baker was was a pretty decent player back then. I know he's been playing in the minors too, but uh, I just mm-hmm. I was just thinking by uh, oh gosh the. Uh, just because there were a couple of guys that were really, really good back when you played. Uh, and it was because um, I know your, did your team make playoffs that year? Yeah, we did. I think we lost to like Cleveland, I want to say. Um, it's funny, I... I... <laughs> I was at tryouts with this kid. I sat next to him in the locker room and I think he was on, uh, he ended up playing for Cincinnati. Um, and my first game of the season, I ended up getting in a fight somehow. And I look over in the penalty box and it's, it's like my buddy that I went to tryouts with. I was like, Hey man, good fight. And he's like, <laughs> Hey, <dude." laughs> Oh, so. I'm sure probably a few other names. He probably said under his breath, but, uh, that's funny. That is funny. So, um, do you remember your first goal? Yeah, yeah, I actually scored that that first game. Um, 
I think it was just a kind of a shot through some traffic in front. And um, I think I, I got a, uh, I still have the puck from that first game. I got a Gordie Howe hat trick. So it was a fight assist and a goal and uh, kicked off, uh, kicked off juniors with a bang. Yeah. Now, and who was it against? Uh, yeah, I want to say Cincinnati is, uh, was it, they had, or was it City? Queen Maybe? City, well, that's Cincinnati, but yeah, because they were the Queen City Steam, they were the, uh, un, as Cincinnati, yeah. they had like about four or five different names, um, mm-hmm. and, oh gosh, I'm trying to remember them all, but I know they were the Cincinnati Fury, the Cobras, um, I think they were the also the junior cyclones. They were they were a little bit of everything mm-hmm. and stuff. But uh, I know, gosh, um, man, I'm trying to remember some of this stuff. But so long ago, I'm just old. Anyway, so <laughs> now who is the team that you would get like the most fired up and uh, like really? Uh, got your dander up whenever you played them. Uh, I, I would say the um, there was a team from Detroit, like the Gear. Uh, uh, they were the Metro Jets or the Metro Jets. Metro Jets. Yeah, we did not like those guys. I, I had a guy or two from um, my high school that played for them, and. Uh, yeah, those were those were always uh, fiery games. I mean, they those guys. I, yeah, they, there's a lot of, you know, over the years. You know, I mean, usually the teams, depending on the era, the teams usually will have some different teams that they fight. They have that feeling for. Like some guys mm-hmm. hated playing St. Louis because they were so good. Um, the uh, but most most. Over 20 years that I was there, most of the guys over the course of 20 years in some form or another always seem to come back to the Metro Jets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, you know, we got a, got a lot of talent there in Michigan and um, they, you know, I'm sure they were pulling guys from AAA and all sorts of organizations. It was funny because, I mean, you would think, I mean, there was a lot of years, obviously, you know, Metro had the one great year when they had uh, Tampa Bay coach, John Cooper, coaching them to a national championship. And that was in 2002, but, Oh, wow. You know, for the, for the most part, a lot of their teams weren't, weren't, weren't as uh, successful on the ice. I mean, they had some teams that were, were okay. They were decent, but, I mean, there were some teams there also that were not very good. And mm-hmm. um, I just, I, I was just trying to think about, you know, over the years. And yet it's funny because, you know, I always think about, you know, the teams that I would get fired up for, obviously, were the teams that we, you know, were trying to beat to get in the first place, which was usually now, now to be fair, to be fair, the Metro Jets over the last probably six, uh, six years have been dominant uh, against Toledo. They have played. Oh. The, yeah. They have been really good. And Toledo has had, I mean, a real tough time battling them. And oh, this last year, Toledo finally got, the, got them off the schneid and uh, put it together and beat 
beat Metro, but still it's like Metro has been really good over the last probably five, six years. And now they haven't been to, you know, they haven't won, uh, put a banner, another banner up yet, but they've been that good. So I got to be fair about that. But over the, like I say, the previous years before that, um, they were just not that great of a, of a team. Like I say, with the exception of, of uh, the championship team in 2002, but they were always a physical team, a chippy team, a team that got under mm-hmm. your skin. Uh, yeah. That kind of stuff. And I think the thing that, you know, I mean, I kind of logged them and Flint in the kind of in the, in the same general uh, kind of. Yeah. Same chippy. Group. Very chippy. And it's, it's, and, and it, it, it's like one of, it was always one of those things there. If you look at this, if you were to look at the stats, you would probably see a crap load of penalty minutes under, mm-hmm. under most of the, under most of the stuff as far as with Toledo and Metro Toledo and Flint, um, Toledo and Motor City. Uh, I mean, they just, mm-hmm. they were just, they did not like us. We did not like them, et cetera, et cetera. Um, <clears throat> I just think that it, it goes to show you how, uh, how physical. And I think that's the thing that a lot of places notice is like, if you play juniors out East, it's nowhere near as physical as it is here. Yeah. In the Midwest. Yeah. And I, I think, agree, you know, and it's, uh, you know, I won't, I, I mean, it just, and, and obviously it depends on the level too. I mean, obviously being a, a tier two level or tier three level here with, uh, with uh, Toledo in the North American three league. I mean, it was called the NA3HL when you were there, right? Yeah, um, I think it changed the year after. So it was the CSHL when I was there. Oh, okay. Changed um, like the year after. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, because um, it was, I'm trying to remember. Um, you had you. I mean, yeah, because it was this. It was the CSHL. Then it was the NA3HL, and <laughs> then um, Toledo moved to the USPHL. So which is where they're at currently. <clears throat> but it's still a lot of fun because back then, I mean, I just remember you could always count on certain things. Uh, everybody beat Grand Rapids. Um, <laughs> I mean, to be honest, they did. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, you know who, you know who actually, I, I'm trying to remember, didn't, uh, will he play on that team, Josh Williams? Yep. Yeah, he did. Okay. Josh Williams, so yep. now, yeah, now we're now we're getting somewhere. Now I remember those guys because <laughs> uh-huh. uh, I remember. Yeah, because Chris. Yeah, you're right. Chris Easton did. Yep. He, um, now I'm remembering that team. It, it takes mm-hmm. me a while because. Um, uh, gosh, I'm trying to remember. Oh, you know who? If I remember correctly. Uh, some of the guys, Sean Serapilia. Yep. Sean. Yeah. He was on our, yeah, our team. Ta- I talked about him on several different podcasts. He went on to play or went on to be, uh, to do some MMA. And then now he's currently coaching 
he's coaching uh, oh. younger younger kids. And uh, awesome here here in the yeah, that guy, he was a beast, man. He wasn't afraid of anybody. <laughs> no, he wasn't. He was that was he one was... kid that he he was just plain tough. Yeah, he was. Yep. Yep. That kid, uh, you know, our team would have to go to the gym uh, mandatory. And he'd be the one hitting the weights like really hard, and everyone else is kind of just sitting around doing curls. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm trying to remember. Oh, wasn't uh, the guy from Florida? Um, oh, what's his name? What's his name? Lucas Kelsey. Yep, Lucas. Yeah, it was a funny kid. Speaking of, he speaking got of somebody up. who was fearless, and yet only the yep. only thing is he wasn't as anywhere. He, anywhere near big as Sean. No, no. Lucas was, was little and uh, he would go run guys and get the guys, get the team fired up. And I remember in the locker room, him going around and getting guys fired up in between periods. That guy was a, uh, he was a firecracker. Say the least. Uh, <laughs> say the least. He could, he could chirp with the best of them. Um, no, he didn't shut up the whole game. <laughs> <laughs> now, isn't that the year that, um, uh oh god what was his name um i'm gonna go nuts trying to think about this now um oh was it i think matt cook was on that team maybe yep cook cook was on the team he was our assistant captain frank uh Mattyock was our was our captain got mm -hmm. it got it yeah i think i played with matt cook a good amount i played i played on his line a good amount and then I think we had uh, Tickner. We had Tickner on our line too. Okay, gotcha. Um, cause oh gosh, that's gonna drive me nuts now. Cause there's some, there were some really good players on that team, and I, I'm just mm -hmm. trying to remember. Um, I know. Um, doggone it! It's I, I, who was the other big kid we had? Uh, oh, um. The the cowboy. Oh, we, had, we had the kid who was like six six or six seven from Ann Arbor. Uh what was his name? He was our fighter. Uh real tall kid. I remember he had classes with uh Patrick Kane in Ann Arbor and was telling us about him uh playing out of um like uh, back in the day with the national development program. Oh Kevin? Kevin oh, something. Was that O'Connor maybe? Yeah, Kevin O'Connor. Okay. Yep. Yeah, I didn't yeah. know him real well, but I remember the name because someone else brought him up in an earlier podcast that we were talking about. Yeah, that guy, you... he had some great fights for us. Uh, well, the other kid, too, that nobody messed with was, wasn't it uh, Chase Michaels, the big Texas kid? Yep, Chase. Yeah, he and no one, and he doesn't do social media, so he just fell off the face of the earth, literally. Oh man, yeah, he was uh, he was a force to be reckoned with out there. No one, no one really messed with him ever. And of course, I'm, I'm trying to remember the defenseman though uh, now because um, I know uh, what was that? It was I think Kurt Shaner was on that team? Yep, Kurt. Yeah, he was pretty young at the time. Yeah. I think he was number twenty-four in your program, number one in your hearts. I just always remember telling him that. Um, <laughs> oh God, who else was on that team? This is gonna bug me. Um, I know 
we had that kid from Shattuck St. Mary's, didn't we? Um, oh, what was oh. his name? Hmm. Oh. Oh, man. I think he was like from Ann Arbor, but he went, he spent a year playing at Shattuck St. Mary's. Um, mm-hmm. I'm drawing a blank. Uh, he wore number five, I think. He was. I, I remember him for all the wrong reasons, but uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll leave that for now because uh, we were in Pittsburgh uh, for playoffs and mm-hmm. we got eliminated. And oh, Corey, Corey Bastion, I think was his name. Yeah. Yeah, Bastion. Yeah, that's right. Oh, man. I remember. Wow. All right. We're you got a good, good memory, Mick. <laughs> it, it's slow and it takes time to get moving, but once it gets moving. So anyway, now let me ask you, who are some of the fun, who are some of the uh, funnier guys that you, you remember uh, as teammates, if you remember them? Oh man, Tickner cracked me up every day. Uh, that kid never had a serious bone in his body and that's hard to do playing for Duncan. Um, Lucas Kelsey was just bouncing off the walls. I don't know what that kid, what he had in his cereal. Uh, <laughs> he never had a chill day. Um, and then by the end of the year, guys like, you know, Frank and uh, Matt Cook were, were getting loose in the locker room going crazy. I know we swept, uh, who did we sweep one weekend? Um, I think Cleveland. And uh, I got the broom out and did some dancing after the game. And, uh, Man, we had a lot of fun on that team, but um, you know, with with uh, with the hammer of a coach, you know, Duncan, uh, the team definitely gets loose after uh, doing a good job out there and, and going to battle for him. It's funny. Now, who? I mean, did you have to endure any of the uh, goofiness or pranks of of any of the other guys? No, no, I was I was the older guy on the team. Um, but, uh, you know, the young kids, the high school kids sure did get a lot of that uh, in, in the showers and in the locker room and on the trips and everything. Well, what kind of stuff did they have to endure, like, like in the hotel rooms? Leaners? Well, you, you always got the leaners. Then you got the uh, – you fill, a, fill an envelope up with shaving cream and stomp on the other side of it under the, under the door crack. Um, there's one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just the <laughs> – just a lot of dumb stuff, especially on the bus when guys are sleeping, messing with them, pouring water on them. You know, I think we had something called the uh, the gauntlet on the bus, and that's when everyone uh, grabs their stuff and just starts beating up whoever's walking through the hallway. So <laughs> we, had, we, had, we had a lot of fun. The gauntlet. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Now, uh, was there anyone that was a, like a, a primary target? For being uh, picked on, or Rossman. Rossman was the number one target for everyone, including <laughs> the including our coaching staff. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I actually did a podcast with him a while back, and uh, awesome. Yeah, he went. To, he went on to go play. He played a little bit in Europe. Uh, played. Oh, cool. It, yeah, he got to play in Europe for a little bit, and then he came back and. He's now back going, finishing up school in, in uh, I think, Michigan-Dearborn. 
uh, something like that. And, uh, you know, so he's, he's hanging in there. He's doing all right. Um, but, uh, I don't, I mean, I just remember, like I said, just some of those guys, uh, just being quirky, quirky goofballs and, uh, yeah. you know, <laughs> you can't help it, you know, but, um, now who would you say, uh, of the bunch, who would you say was the most, uh, inclined to be a practical joker or to, I should say, pull a prank on somebody? Anyone in particular? Yeah, um, I, I'd have to say, Lucas, uh, even at the team parties um, outside of the rink, he, he just wouldn't quit. He was always tackling guys, pulling stuff on us. Uh, it didn't matter who you were, if you were one of the older leaders on the team or whoever it was, uh, he, he had a big heart and just always, always up and at it with, with the fun and the pranks and uh, really fun, really fun guy to be around for teammate. Now tell me about the coaches a little bit. I mean, we've talked about Dunk being an intense guy, uh, you know, passionate about, you know, mm -hmm. getting the most out of his teams. Uh, what else can you tell me about Dunk, like, you know, uh, sense of humor. Yeah. Uh, well, it, you know, practices, um, he was, he was, you know, the guy played in the NHL. So as far as the intensity of where you need to be at for practices, um, he, he would get us there as a team, hard passes on the stick, moving your feet, you know, having your, your, your mind and your, um, understanding of the game going at the same time as, as your body moving right so he would have a little fun with us to start practice i remember doing like some left-handed uh scrimmages to start off the practice and get loose a little bit um and then right into the intensity um and throughout the season you know he kept our practices at such a high level that uh it, it really helped us perform in the games um tarsh was you know much more quiet kind of behind the scenes type of coach talking to guys about issues off the ice and on the bench, uh, getting through things, firing, firing guys up. Um, not as vocal as Duncan, of course, uh, you know, you hear him the whole game. Um, you hear him while you're on the ice calling you off for a shift and, and, uh, he, he, he had no soft spot for the refs, man. They heard, they heard every, uh, every thought he had coming across his head, but, uh, I, what stood out, I think, was the intensity of our practices. It really helped us, um, you know, perform in the games. Well, that's true. Um, now, as far as for you, uh, how, I mean, what, uh, what was it like when you, when you finished that season? I mean, did you think, okay, I'm going back to college, I'm going to, or, you know, I'm still in college. I'm going to go back to playing college. Uh, were you able to make that transition at Adrian or was there still issues to be worked out? Yeah, no, um, my senior year, I, I, uh, I was the captain um, of the team. So, you know, it, it did, it did teach me about, uh, 
you know, uh, being on being on a team with a new group of guys and molding and leading and um, you know having having the motivation set and, and the example set out there for every 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 day in and out. Um, you know, went went right back into college. Uh, uh, you know, just uh, continuing it rolling. You know, uh, for for my hockey career and then. I actually ended up playing uh, one more year after my senior year uh, back here in Charlotte. My dad was coaching the uh, U uh, University of North Carolina Charlotte uh, club team, and I, I took a few courses and just played one ec one extra year uh, after moving back home to back home to Charlotte um, back in uh, 2013. Wow! So, like, uh, <laughs> so you you finished playing? Now, did you graduate from Adrian? Yeah. Mm -hmm. What was your degree in? I got a degree in mathematics. Um, I was pre-med too, so I had all my pre-med courses and uh, figured out I didn't like uh, seeing blood and uh, <laughs> didn't, 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 didn't go after med school. Uh, but I did, I did get a master's uh, from Johns Hopkins uh, in biotech um, after, uh, after undergrad. You brainiac, you. Anyway, uh, well, you know, the funny, the funny part is, is that, that there are a lot of guys that they do not like the sight of blood. It's just, I used to be that way. Mm -hmm. I thought I, I, when yeah. I, when I, uh, back in the eighties, I was like, I was a, like, I was afraid of the sight of blood. And then I got a job in a hospital. And uh -huh. by the time all was said and done, I would go. I was, uh, I got hired in as an orderly back in the day. I spent a couple of years as an orderly and I would, uh, go and, uh, sit, I'd take, uh, if I had to take a, a, a patient that was no longer alive, I'll just put it that way down to the morgue, I'd walk in there and they'd be doing a autopsy and I'd, I'd just sit and watch, oh. <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. it took, it took me a while to get to that point, but I mean, you, you know, sometimes you just do that. You, you, you're you build up your your ability to handle those things but yes i mean i i just not when i first started i wanted nothing to do with uh seeing a body or seeing blood and mm -hmm. i ended up having to handle both <laughs> so you know for a while i did that for a number of years doing stuff like that and you know it just after a while you just didn't think about it and mm -hmm. um, but Again, I, I, you know, while I wouldn't trade the experience for the people that I met along the way, um, man, that's uh, you got to be a special kind of crazy or a special kind of uh, <laughs> a person to be able to do yeah. what those folks do. So, and I'm not one of them. So, but uh, anyway, uh, no, I'm glad that you did that. So, tell me, what was what was it like to play for your dad again? I mean, was it like putting on an old, an old? <laughs> Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. Um, we we were pretty lighthearted that season. I had some friends I had grown up playing hockey with that ended up moving back to Charlotte, and then still had some eligibility. So you know they they were playing too, and um, yeah, we had we had too much fun. You know, we took bus rides to Virginia and, and Florida, and um, you know South Carolina, uh, Georgia, and. Uh, I think we stopped for some beach trips and just had too too much fun that year. It was it was kind of just kind of farewell to to hockey and, and doing it you know 
getting on the merry-go-round one more time and uh, leaving it all out there, you know. Oh yeah. So, um, I mean, was it a was it a decent team? I mean, did you guys uh, do okay? Yeah, yeah, we we had a great team. Uh, I think we ended up losing to Liberty University out in, out in Virginia. They had a good up and coming program going, and um, uh, if it wasn't for them, I think there wasn't really any teams that we were afraid to play. We had a we went to uh, went to Raleigh and took took home the gold in a in a tournament with a couple of D two club teams, um, and us being a D three team. Uh, so we were winning tournaments that year. We were doing really well. We had a much older team. I mean, there were probably four or five of us that were already graduated and still playing hockey. So, uh, yeah, uh, a lot of fun. Man, oh, man. So uh, so you finish up playing there. Um, did you ever give some thought to maybe trying out in the minors? Yeah, um, so I, I skated in a pro camp about a year and a half ago. I wanted to, you know, just revisit hockey, start training off the ice, and, and I started practicing with the junior teams here in town and um, went out to a pro camp, uh, had, had a little six-month-old uh, six baby at home, uh, so couldn't really commit to it, but uh, I know Duncan was coach and mentor that year and uh, definitely had thoughts about a season or two uh, with either the Fed or the uh, Southern Pro Hockey League. And of course, real life has to kick in at some point, and you realize you gotta, yeah. you know, with with uh, with a wife and kids, you got you got light real life ahead of you, and everything. Um, so now, I mean, still to to kind of help scratch that itch, uh, talk earlier about. What what uh, when did you get into it, and what was it that got you into it? Um, in in hockey, coaching. Oh, and coaching. Um, yeah. Uh, so I had uh, I had a, a good friend here in town that was, um, you know, wanting to wanted to coach a travel team, and me having a baby at home, I, uh, you know, I let him know I can help out as an assistant, and so I I did. Uh, to, uh, about three years ago, uh, I was assistant for a 14-year travel team, and since then, um, I've been coaching uh, the, the travel groups here here in town, uh, doing a lot of camps in the summer. Uh, I'm now the off-ice coach for all the travel teams uh, out of out of the Charlotte area, so I do a lot of the skills with them. Uh, I'll do on-ice stuff too, but uh, now I'm, I'm running all the workouts for the summer program for all the uh, all the travel kids now. Uh, so get to be get to be a part of it, be around the rink, um, you know, with with the kids in shape. Uh, Charlotte not being too big of a hockey hub, it's even uh, you know less of the the passion off the ice, right? And and that's when you can really get better at the game if you if you put in your work off the ice. Uh, so I'm trying to trying to get a new culture going here in the south for, for that kind of stuff. Hey, nothing wrong with that. Okay, so before we wind her up, let me ask you, um, who would you say, I, I got a feeling it may be the same person, I'm just going to guess, but who would you say was the person that impacted your, your, uh, your life on the ice and your life off the ice? Yeah, uh, definitely my dad. Um, he, you know, he was... 
he was making 12 hour drives up to Michigan, you know, while I'm playing prep school, just to come see some games. You know, he made it up to the, uh, the championship game when we won the state championship. Um, just always, you know, being, uh, being supportive about the, the hockey career and, um, you know, coaching a lot of the teams when I was younger, but still being a, a big part of it uh, through high school, college and juniors and, uh, and all that. So definitely. Okay. Very good. Um, and now, uh, this is how I usually wind each podcast up. And that is, what is the, what would the Tony Escalness of today, what advice would you give to that, uh, 19, 20 year old guy that was playing juniors in Toledo? What, what advice would you give him? Uh, cherish, cherish each year. Don't be thinking about you know, the next year, enjoy the, enjoy the time on, on the team, uh, during the season. Uh, you know, I, th I think, uh, I was doing a lot of planning and, and, uh, too much living in maybe the next year in the future. And, the, and, you know, what, what's the next team I'm going to try out for and not, not enough of just enjoying, um, maybe doing a little bit more off ice stuff with the group. I I only made it to a few, uh, parties with, with the Toledo guys out, outside of the rink, but um, spending more time with, with the guys that are on my team at the time and, uh, you know, not as much uh, the serious stuff, but uh, try to enjoy it, enjoy the ride a little more, I'd say. Okay. Very good. Now, uh, what is the last question is, what would you like to say to Cherokee Nation? Because we've got the fan base, the uh, former players, former coaches, lot, lots of folks that like to tune into these and uh, hear from hear from the guys that played this. What would you like to say to them? Well, I, I'd like to say thank you. Um, I think it's one of the most passionate organizations you could ever play for. Uh, you only really understand it if you're you're in it. And um, the following they have, the fans, the the. Uh, yourself, Meg, you know, following up with me almost uh, 10 years after, uh, there's, there's a there's a loyalty to the program. Um, the team is a reflection of that, I think. And uh, I owe a lot of big thanks to uh, to you and, and uh, I'd say Mo and, and Dunk and, and Tarsh and um, even the, you know, the support staff. We had, uh, we had, uh, People coming in and out of the locker room uh, all year, you know, oh, yeah. getting, Doc. getting the equipment going. Yep. Doc. Yep. Doc was great. And um, no, yeah, just a big thank you. And uh, just to continue, you know, being passionate about about the program. Um, it's, uh, you know, it's it's one of those premier uh, groups and uh, in a great location up there and uh, just a lot of. A lot of hockey all around that area and uh just big thanks to, to everyone for um you know for taking me on the team and uh just making it so much so much fun yep amen to that you know and it's funny because i you know you talk everyone always i mean we talk about you know obviously the coaches and the teammates and everything that make it you know because obviously that's who you spend 99.9 percent .9 of your time with but it's also we we got to remember those other other folks too, uh, you know the the folks that are off the ice technically even though they're there at the rink, mm -hmm. you know the you know Doc and Brandy and Bobo back then, uh, how great they were along with uh, Mo and 
you know, it's uh, you, you think about all the folks, the, the, the arena staff, you know, yeah. you can't help but, you know, what thank them because of how great they've been, you know, over the years, uh, what they do, because what they do is just as important to make sure that this thing, because kids nowadays, Tony, I mean, they, they, they look at more than just, you know, uh, you know, what they're, if they can get a, a prime spot on a team, they look at things uh-huh. like conditioning, uh, workout, you know, the arena, they look at, uh, you know, who the folks are at when they walk into the arena, how they get treated, that kind of stuff. And that goes mm-hmm. a long way in helping, you know, uh, not only when you're a kid going to look at a, at a team to play for, but even coaches down the road who it's like, you know what? I had a great experience there. I got a kid that's playing pretty good. I think I want to send them there, you know, that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. Oh. Yeah. And, and building, building off of, uh, you know, players and groups that have been there who, who get to tell the story and, uh, and refer, you know, kids to the program and, uh, you know, the, just the good, the good parts of the organization. No question about it. Well, Tone, it's been great catching up with you, buddy. I've really enjoyed this. Thanks so much, Mick. This is fun. This was an absolute blast. So thank you for doing this. And uh, we'll stay in touch because we got, I'm putting together a reunion where if they want to do an alumni game, that's great. But the primary focus of it is to get as many of us back here for a game as possible to watch the Cherokee play, have a couple of uh, diet burners or diet uh, Pepsis and just uh, tell tall tales and laugh our butt silly. That's, that's the goal. That sounds great. That sounds great. Count me in. You got it. Well, that's going to do it here for episode 91. Big thanks to Tony Escalnus, not Oxalanus. Uh, and uh, we appreciate him being on here. And don't forget, subscribe. And that way, every time a new episode drops, we will put it up for you. So for Tony, I am Mick saying thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll catch you next time right here on the Cherokee Rewind.